0: Back in 2006 uh, I took uh, 50 of my high school students uh, to World Youth Day in Cologne, so uh, about 50 of uh, my high school students when I was pastor at Holy Cross in Batavia, we went with uh, a bunch of other adults and we made our our trek over to Europe and to Germany and to Cologne and had that beautiful week uh, there in the summer of 2006. Uh, the theme of World Youth Day that year was, Come, Let Us Adore Him. And the reason why they chose that theme is because right there in the middle of, of Cologne is a magnificent cathedral, a thousand years old, took 800 years to build. Uh, and at the, behind the main altar, underneath these magnificent uh, ancient stone gla- st- stained glass windows, are three reliquaries, each reliquary containing uh, a, a, a relic of uh, one of the three uh, wise men, uh, Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, and it, uh, these, they're as tall as me, like this wide, they're each designed in the shape of a church, precious wood covered in gold, and each contains a, a relic of one of the wise men. And, and so that's why the theme of the week was, Come, let us adore him. These kings who came from the ends of the earth to adore the baby, to adore Jesus, and to give him gifts. And so there's many uh, Catholic churches in Cologne, and each day uh, we would uh, pilgrimage to one of the churches or several of the churches, because they, for the whole week they had adoration. And we would go and we would go and adore Jesus uh, until... Uh, the big mass at the end of the week with Pope Benedict. Uh, and so the, that one particular day, one of our pilgrimage sites was the cathedral itself, and we were going to go and see the wise men and go to thousands of kids. We I mean, got two million uh, high school kids there for that week. It was amazing. And and so just as we were about to go into the cathedral to do our walk along the church to the back to see the, to see the reliquaries and to pray and venerate, uh, this reporter came up, Uh, from the Netherlands, this reporter. And he asked if he could interview me and and our group. And we said, well, sure. And the kids were very excited. Oh, we're going to be on TV. I said, well, yeah, you are. But in the Netherlands, no one's going to see it, right? (laughs) Uh, But they were still excited, you know. uh, So we we got together in a group, and all the kids behind me, and there was me, and they they set up a TV camera. and uh, The interviewer... uh, just saying, well, it must have been really difficult to get here, and was it worth it? Why why'd you come? And we said, well, we came because we wanted to be with all the other young people of the world to do what all of us are supposed to be doing. We, we come from the ends of the earth like the wise men to, 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 to see Jesus, to adore him, and we journey with the wise men to give our gifts to Jesus, and I answered that question sort of like that, and he said, well... Uh, it must be a total letdown. You get here all this way, all these logistics, and you, this is it, and you just kind of walk around. And I said, well, no, it's the logistics, yeah. But it was that was fun, too. But even getting here was enjoyable. It's, it's part of the adventure. But to be here and to be with the church, to be with Pope Benedict. And and, and he kept asking questions like that. And, and, but that's not, and I kept answering, but he didn't like my answers. He was looking for a soundbite that he could play on TV in the Netherlands. And uh, he finally... He, you could see him getting a little frustrated. He said, look, just tell me what you don't like about the church. <laughs> and that's all he wanted to know. That was his soundbite. And he goes, tell me what's wrong with the church. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, so I'm thinking and I said a quick prayer and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit gave me an answer. I said, look, the only thing wrong with the church is that we don't love the church enough. It's like, thank you, Holy Spirit. And uh, you could see his disappointment. All right? The guy didn't like that answer either. So finally he just, he said, all right, thanks a lot. And they got their gear and they left and they went to find somebody else to get their sound bite from. But I, you know, I, I reflected on that answer. And, and you know, the kids said, "Well, what, what, what did you mean by that? Why did you answer it that way? What do you mean we don't want the church enough? And I think the first thing to remember is that you know, the church is the bride of Christ. Jesus gave us the church. Jesus can't give us anything defective. Church is perfect. The bride of Christ is perfect, without spot or blemish. And we can say, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, look at the church. Look at the, look at the crazy stuff that goes on. Look at, look at all the things that happen in, in the church and in our lives. And we're members, and we're the body of Christ, we're the church. So... It's like, how can you say that it's perfect? Well, because Jesus gave it to us and he can't give us anything defective. It's gotta be perfect. So what's, what gives, right? Uh, it's that we don't love the church enough. We, her members, are the problem. I mean, you, you look at the, I mean, just look at the top. Look at the hierarchy, right? And just some of the, the mess that they've created. Look at the, the sins of priests and bishops. My goodness. If there's any evidence for the the the, the 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 guidance of the Holy Spirit and protection of the Holy Spirit over the Church, it's it's lucky that we're still here after the after the way that some of it's been mismanaged, right? And it's not just the priests and bishops; we've all got our our little part to play, don't we? You look at you know our, our brothers and sisters who don't practice. We look at people who. Uh, let's say cultural Catholics maybe go to mass a couple times a year or people who pick and choose church teaching I like this, I don't like that, I'll take this I'll take a little bit of that, I'll, I don't. that doesn't look so odd. I don't, I'll skip that today huh? there's a lot of stuff that goes into it it's not that the church has got a, a blemish or spot or is defective, it's not, it's perfect it's the bride of Christ, it's we we're the ones who uh, are kind of a, maybe a little a little bit uh, not, not, not at our best when it comes to uh, doing our role and our bit uh, for for the church and for Jesus. It's us, you know. And Jesus knows this. He knew it. He knew what he was getting. But that doesn't allow us the freedom to just say, "Well, just take it or leave it." Jesus. No, we got to, we got to work harder. You know, if we're being invited to, from the ends of the earth, from our daily lives and circumstances, and uh, to go and see the King, you know, what gifts are we bringing? What are we bringing to the table? What's the gift? We don't love the Church enough, and 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 the Lord is saying, "But I want you to love. I want you to love me. I want you to love my Bride. I want you to give your best." And I know some days it's. It's I, I I know we make a mess of things. I you know I know the, some of the some of the people who make up the hierarchy. I know they're crazy. You know? And I, I know all about their sins, your sins. He goes, but I still I still want you. You're my bride, and I want I want to love you and I want you to love me back. So give me your gifts. Don't be afraid to give me your best. This is what the Lord's saying to us. More afraid, maybe. It's scary to give everything to someone who loves you. What if they don't? What if I give him everything and it doesn't work? What if he doesn't love me back? Well, we know Jesus is going to love us no matter what. Now, as I was, uh, I was at. Uh, my, I stopped by my sister's house on Sunday night. She lives in North Aurora. I um, stopped by to see her and my brother-in-law. And, and my uh, nieces and nephews were there with uh, their kids. So my great nieces and nephews were there. And they're at that great age. You know, just out, out of their minds with Santa and you know, all this good stuff. And, and, and they were, uh, I got there just in time to see them open some of the presents from grandma and grandpa. And, the, you know, there like, four or five boys, four, five boys in this little group, and the girls too, but the boys are, they each got the same gift. They got trucks, all right, which I love. And I was jealous. I wanted one and I didn't get one. And what about me? Well, they got these trucks. And so Kyle opens his and Michael opens his and John opens his, and Luke, Luke and, and they're all opening up at the same time and, and they're awesome trucks. Each is different. You know, one's red. And it's from it's from the cars, the movie, and and it's you know the sides open up, and this one the, the cars come out the back, and they're they're just big honking little trucks, and I, they're but you could watch them as they open theirs, they are looking to see what the other one got, and so this one puts his truck down, and he goes, I want let me have that one, let me play with that, and I was like, wait, I just opened it, I haven't played with it yet. You can just see it on his face. And he says, well, then give me yours. He goes, no, you can't have mine, but I want yours. And so we don't like to share. And we think, well, we, we, we outgrow it. No, we don't. We just get more, we get a little bit more subtle about it. And our toys get bigger and they're more complicated. See, we don't love the church enough. We don't trust that if I give Jesus something, if I love him with everything I have, if I give him all my gifts, I'm going to get, I'm, something's not going to work out. And you know, we got our toys. We got our money. We got our houses. We got our our possessions. We've got our clothes and our looks and our intelligence and our sports abilities and and you know our, where we go to school and who our friends are and you know all the stuff that matters to us. And that's not a problem. That's fine. See, have you ever thought about this? Why are we so blessed? You know, here we are in St. Charles. You know, if you look at it from a socioeconomic standpoint, we're probably in the top 5% of blessed people in the world. Why us? Do you ever wonder about that? Why was I baptized Catholic? Why, why, do I, why was I born into this crazy church? Why, why do I have these gifts? Do you think that's just happenstance? There's a reason. Somehow we're blessed in the way we're blessed because God expects something from us. Too much is given, much is expected. We've been given a lot. We've been given everything when we consider the fact that we have Christ and we live in a church that he's given to us. We don't love the church enough. We don't love Jesus enough. We don't trust him. We've been given everything, so we have to give everything to him. You think, oh, I'm so blessed, I, I, I'm, I live in St. Charles and I have this awesome house, or you know, I have this great job and my you know, kids go to this school and I've got all these grandkids, oh, wonderful. What are you doing with those gifts? Have you put those gifts at the feet of Jesus so he can take them and use them in order to build up his church? And I think about the gifts of these, these dudes here. Uh, are given Jesus. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. They're kings and they're rich and they've got blessings just like us and they're given them to him. But the gifts they give are particular to an aspect of the life of Christ. He's a king, that's gold, he's a, he's a priest, that's frankincense and there's that myrrh business because that's what people love other people do, they die for them. Myrrh is for death. This priest king is a destiny for death and the death it is, is his, but it's also ours. He's gonna take our death and destroy it so we can live forever. We give him our stuff and he's gonna give us eternity. He's gonna give us everything. We give him our stuff. We give him our gifts. We put him at his feet and he's gonna use our blessings so he can live out his ministry, which is to do what? Save us. Don't be afraid to give him what he wants. He wants you to love him. Love him. And how do we Love him by giving back to him everything he's given to us and saying, I'm blessed not because I'm awesome, I'm a wretch. I'm blessed because he's gonna use me to bless other people and to build up his church. Folks, we're blessed. What are we doing with our blessings? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to love Jesus. Don't be afraid to love his church. I'll leave it with this. At the end of World Youth Day, there's always a pilgrimage. Uh, it's a long pilgrimage to walk to a place where there's, there's like you get there Friday night, you stay overnight, and you get up the next morning, and, and Pope comes and you have mass. So we walked 13 miles from the center of Cologne to the, the western out, outskirts of of uh, Cologne, through one of the past the suburbs, 13 miles, and it was a long day. It was a Saturday. We got to our site. There's two million kids. That's insane, all right? Imagine two, two million teenagers, like five or two many, right? <laughs> so they freaked me out. <laughs> but two million of them together, it's, it's insanity. But it was glorious. And we got to, we got to they had grids, of well, 50, every we 50 kids here, 50 kids there, know. and uh, two million, gr- two million. And jumbotrons, Hill at the far end, and on the top, the, they put an altar on the top with the balticino, and that's where the Pope's going to say mass, and that's where he's going to come and and, and talk to us. Uh, so just gigantic place. So we get there, we get our spot. We're about two football fields back, and got our, you know, you can, spin, you can see everything. These jumbotrons everywhere. Finally, the Pope comes that night, Saturday night. and He's driving. Around. And finally gets, goes up the switch back to the top of this hill. And he doesn't say a word. Gets out of his car. And there's, there's a, there's a prairie or a kneeler in front of the altar. And, you know, we're watching it on the jumbotron. If we you know, just with the naked eyes, like this little tiny thing way up there. And, but we're watching it, and we're watching him. And, and, and he just kneels down, and they put this huge monstrance on the altar, this huge host, Blessed Sacrament. And he just starts praying. Silence. And all of a sudden, all that just—you could just—everything just, everything just got, got quiet. Two million teenagers, teenagers, not saying a word. But that is the first miracle. Praise God. And you know, but they're—they're like—they're—we're like looking. And then—and then the first words Benedict said was, "Don't look at me. Look at him." And so he—and there was silence. Minutes of silence. And he's just—we just—we started praying. Two million young people praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And, and then Bennett, without turning around, just kneeling and looking at Jesus, he said this. He said, when we think about giving our lives to Jesus, we get afraid. Just so don't be afraid. We think we give Jesus something, we're going to lose something. Don't be afraid. You're not going to lose anything. When you give Jesus something, just something, You lose nothing. But gain everything because He is everything and He gives you Himself. Don't be afraid. You come from the ends of the earth to see the King and there He is. Give Him everything. Because He is everything. And He's going to give you Himself. You lose nothing. You get everything. You get everything. Brothers and sisters, here we are on the Feast of the Epiphany. And we come with the kings and we put our gifts before Jesus. Don't be afraid to give him your best, to give him everything. Because he's going to give you himself. And that's better than anything we could get. When you come up to receive communion, there he is. There's the king. there's, There's Jesus. And he's giving you himself. But first you have to give him something. So when those gifts come up, that bread and wine, which is us, represents us, and I'm gonna take it, Jesus is gonna take it and he's gonna put it on the altar, he's gonna bless it, he's gonna consecrate it, he's gonna turn it into himself. He's taking us and he's turning it into himself and he's giving it back to us. He's taking our meager blessings and he's turning it into himself and he's giving it to us and we're eating it and we're bringing it into our bodies and his life is in us. We give him something. He gives us everything because he gives him himself. Don't be afraid. Amen.